Hello from the members of Royce City Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're blessed by this message today. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. You can learn more about our worship options, locations, and how to get plugged into the life of our church by visiting our website, RoyceCityMethodist.life. Today, we hear from our senior pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. You know, I always uh, fancied my dad as a master gardener. Uh, he, he would do things in our backyard that, that amazed me growing up. I remember um, when we moved to uh, 10, uh, 1017 East 20th Street, uh, we had not, not a huge backyard, but, but it, it was fairly big enough for my brother and I to play in and for our dog to, to run around and everything. But he took part of that backyard, and it was a big square, if I remember right, and he tilled it up to the plant a garden. And, and he planted everything in that garden. I mean, he planted uh, cucumbers, he planted tomatoes, he planted peppers, he planted, you know, squash. You know, he would just do all this type of thing in his garden. And, and we would go out there together, and I would see him pull the weeds, and I would see him tend to the flowers and on the, on the budding plants just to make sure everything was fine. Then uh, I remember one day in second grade, our uh, teacher gave us a pumpkin seed. And we put it in a little milk carton, and we set it up on the, the ledge where the windows were in our school, and we got to see that pumpkin seed sprout. And as it started to sprout, it was time then for us to get those flower, get those uh, pumpkin plants out of the, uh, the, the school building so the teacher didn't have to deal with them, and she sent them home. So I can imagine the look of all of these second-grade parents whenever their kids come home with a little milk carton with a little plant sticking out of it. And I know probably some just threw it away. And, but my dad didn't. My dad uh, made sure that we put that pumpkin uh, plant in the middle of the garden, which I don't know if that was really the smartest thing to do with a pumpkin plant because you know pumpkins, they, they, they go all over the place. So we had a lot of pumpkins that year and very little else. Uh, but I, I, I just remember Dad was just so pleased that he was able to share the opportunity to plant something with, with me. And I always remember that. And, and every single time that I come to this passage, which is the last passage in our Gospel of Mark series, I think of my dad how much he loved uh, my brother and I, and, and he would do these type of things just to so show how much he loved us and cared for us and how much he wanted to, to, to pass things on. I, I, I'll admit, I don't think I've ever had a... I, mean, I think Trace and I, we've tried once to have a garden, but it didn't go well. But uh, that was probably more me than anything else. But, um, you know, I, I think about the importance of seed, and the importance of, of, of sharing and, and sowing that seed around us. So as we prepare to hear our last scripture in our series today, would you please go to God in prayer with me? Dear God, we thank you for the Gospel of Mark, and we pray that as we have moved through this series, that you let this word take root in us so that we can then share your word with others. We pray that as we continue to 
be faithful stewards of what you have given us. That you share with us how to move through your word and hopefully make it come alive for someone around us. So Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So our scripture for today is from the Gospel of Mark, the uh, fourth chapter. We'll start at verse 3, and then we'll move to verse uh, verse 13 and 14. You can follow along in your Bibles, or you can follow along with the words on the screen as well. Hear the word of the Lord. And Jesus began to teach by the lake. And the crowds that gathered around him were so large that he got into a boat and sat in, it sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shores of the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in teaching he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, along the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up and the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root, other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a 100 times. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown, and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and its desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, one of the problems with this passage, I think, has to do with how it's interpreted at times. And what I mean by that, I think it's a good interpretation for us to, to kind of visit here or there, but sometimes I think we take a look and we say, well, I definitely don't want to be the soil that's uh, hard where the seed can't take root. I definitely don't want to be the thorny soil or, or, or the soil that has weeds that I want to be the good soil. I, I want to be the soil where, where it takes root. And all of that is fine and well, but I think it really misses out on the importance of what Jesus is trying to share in this passage. See, see for me, this passage really isn't about the soil. But the passage really has to do with what we see in verse 14. It says this. It says, the farmer sows the word. The farmer 
sows the word. And, and I say that because, my friends, you are the farmer. You have the ability to go out and sow the word of God out into the world. And guess what? It doesn't really matter if you sow nice and neatly. I think sometimes we try to do that. We, we, we try to, to set a particular place and we, we make sure that it's meticulous and we know exactly what is placed there and everything. But, but that is not how planting was done back when Jesus was sharing these parables. The, the farmer would take the seed out of the bag and he would sow the seed and so the seed, the seed would go everywhere. The seed would land on the path. The seed would land in weedy ground or by ground where thorns were at it. And, and most of it would land on good soil. But see, that didn't stop the farmer from sowing. Because the farmer knew that his job was an important job, and that job was to get the seed out there. So it would grow, and so it would take root, and it would hold to what the farmer was supposed to be doing. My friends, sometimes I think we are afraid to sow because we don't know exactly where that sowing is going to, to land or, or what's going to happen to what we give out there. But Jesus is reminding us in this parable that it doesn't matter where it goes. But what matters is that the word goes out. That the word is shared with those around us. It reminds me of, of how this looks in our lives by words that, that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3, 6. He said that I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. See, see God is the actor in making sure that the seed grows or that the seed takes root and does what it is supposed to do. We are just supposed to be the ones to get the word out to the world around us. We love telling stories about those times where we've been able to, to plant seed and it's taken root and it's, it's held up and, and it's producing fruit over and over and over again. When I was doing a youth ministry up in Gainesville, the, the, the ministry was growing and we were starting to get more and more kids and my senior pastor at the time realized that uh, I needed some help because the senior high ministry and the junior high ministry was getting to a point where it was kind of hard for me to manage all of that. So he gave me the opportunity and permission to hire a assistant youth director. And that's something I've never done before. I, I've never had anybody to, to manage or to make sure that they follow what it is that I want them to do. And was looking and praying about who it was that God was calling. Well, God sent a, a young family to uh, the church by the name of Josh and Shauna. And Josh and Shauna, they had a, had a beautiful little girl uh, by the name of Bailey who was just a little baby that she just graduated and is in college now, which I can't believe. But, but Bashada was this bubbly type person, and, and uh, then I, I invited her to come and help out with the youth ministry. So, so she was kind of volunteering as, a, as, as an assistant director, but then I was able to bring her on as the youth director. 
uh, as an assistant youth director. And, and she, she grew into the role and she was teaching classes and she was doing all of these things. And then it came to the point where I had to move on. And they uh, hired a, a new youth director, and Shauna was the assistant youth director for this youth director, and, and, and thing was fine, but, but it, this youth director didn't last as long as I was there at, at Gainesville, and he moved on to another church. And, and the time span that this happened, Shauna saw that something was going on with the kids in the youth ministry. She, she saw that they weren't being reached as well because there were all of this turnover and all of this stuff happening in the ministry. So she walked into the senior pastor's office and said, hey, I don't know what you're thinking about doing, hiring a new youth director, but, but you need to hire me because I love the kids, because I care for them, and, and they need to know that the person who is in charge of their ministry will be here for the long haul, and, and I'm not going anywhere. I, I want to make sure they know and they understand how much Jesus loves them. So the senior pastor hired her, and she became the, uh, the, the youth director. And, and, and time has changed, and you know she had two other kids, and, and, and they moved to another town, and she started teaching. But one of the things that I see as I, as I Facebook stalk her and as I look at what she does on Instagram, she is still heavily involved in the life of youth. She, she goes to the camp every single summer and pours into them. She, she is a teacher at a high school, and, and she, she teaches these kids, and they know that Mishana loves them and cares for them. See, I love telling that story time and time again because it shows that, that, that the word took root in Shauna. That, that, that God did something amazing in her, and, and, and she bloomed, and, and she exploded, and, and she continues to share the love of God even today, even though she may not be a youth director, but she knows that she is called to be in the life of kids and youth and to share God's love with them. But we have to be honest, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And I think it's important for us to talk about those times where it feels like the seed just never takes root. There was a big-time youth worker whenever I was doing youth ministry named Mike Iaconelli, and he wrote a book called Messy Spirituality. And in this book, he was talking about a trip that he took to Brazil. And he was working with a, a, a pastor by the name of Claudio. And Claudio worked with a bunch of, of street kids. And as Claudio was working with these street kids, he uh, would take Mike around and show him the area that he was doing ministry and go down the streets of this town. And, and one day as they were walking down a street, there was a, a boy who was asleep on the street. And Claudio walked up to him, and he reached down and softly whispered into his ear, Andrew, Andrew, I love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants the best for you. And then Claudio stood up, and he walked away from the boy, and Mike asked, so, so what was that all about? And, and Claudio said, well, Andrew was one of our kids. He would come into the mission, but then the lure of street life really got to him. And, and he started 
dabbling back into drugs again, and then he disappeared from our mission. And, and I just recently saw him again. And every single time I see him, I stop and I pray for him and with him, and I let him know, even though he may be asleep, even though he may be passed out, I let him know that he is deeply loved, and God cares for him. See, Claudia, Andrew, he, he, he had the, 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 the Holy Spirit in and through his life, and people knew that people cared for him, but the draw of the streets pulled him away. And while it looks like the Word of God has never taken root in his life, we know that Claudio keeps sowing. Claudio keeps sharing God's love with him over and over again. You know, there was also times where it may not look like the word is going to take root, but then, then it does. And, and then that is this amazing opportunity to, to understand and hear what God is doing. There's a youth director by the name of Mark DeVryers. He is in Nashville, Tennessee. And, and as he was uh, out one evening with his wife, they had a very special evening at a very fancy restaurant. A waiter came up and wrote on the little uh, paper that was on the table, hi, my name is Mark, I'm from Kansas. And he and Mark started to talk and they built a friendship with each other and he found out that Mark was in Nashville to become a, a singer. He wanted to make it big and kept hitting these walls over and over again. And Mark invited him to come to his church. And the waiter, Mark, said, no, 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 that's, that's not for me. I don't want to be a part of that. But every single time that this youth director, Mark, would go to this restaurant or buy this restaurant, he would make sure to connect with him. And finally, this waiter decided to come and visit Mark, the youth director's church. And that started a relationship. And in this relationship, Mark started to experience the love of God, not only through the youth director and his wife, but through the kids that he was a part of it. And so he started to write the kids songs. And as he was writing these songs, something sparked in him and he was able to become a contemporary Christian music artist by the name of Mark Schultz. And Mark Schultz has written many, many different songs. I actually saw that he has a re new one that has come out here, here recently. But he uses that opportunity to sow. You know, I was hesitant to receive what it was that God has given me. But, but when I have accepted what God is doing in my life, that seed that was sown by Mark, the youth director, and by his wife and by those kids, it allowed me to grow as a follower of Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, there's also times where we may sow and we have no idea what happens after we sow the seed. You know what Paul said, you know, I planted, Apollos watered, and God has been the one making it grow. I, it always makes me uncomfortable whenever I hear somebody say, well, look at what I did. Look how many people I helped come to Christ, or look how many people I have turned. No, it's not them. It's God working in their lives. Around the start of the pandemic, we uh, 
came back to the church, and I was working in the office all by myself one day and heard a knock on the door. And at that time, I was still kind of hesitant about what was going on, and I opened up the door, and there was a, a young man who uh, could barely speak English, but he was, looked very lost. His name was Pablo. And, and I opened the door and invited Pablo in, and we sat down and we talked. And Pablo has been all over the place. He's from, uh, from El Paso to San Antonio to the Dallas area. And for some reason, he just saw the church, and he uh, planted himself out uh, in front of the warehouse building. And once he saw me come in, he decided to come and talk to me. And as we were talking... We started to share stories about faith, you know, asking him what it was that, that drew him to this particular place, what it was that, that caused him to, to come and knock on the door. And it just, I, I just felt something. I, I just felt God leading me to this door. And I asked him if he had a relationship with Jesus, and we talked about Jesus for a while, and, and, and I asked him if he's been baptized, and he said, no, I haven't been baptized. Well, do you want to be baptized? He said, I don't know, and, and the conversation went on and on and on. I even allowed him to uh, sleep in uh, the warehouse for a couple of evenings because he had nowhere else to go, and the forecast was that there was rain coming, and I didn't want him to be be soaked by rain, but then he decided it was time for him to move on. So I uh, looked on greyhound.com and uh, got him a bus ticket from here all the way back down to El Paso again. And I drove him down and was asking him questions. And I, and I, I will admit, I was in that mindset, was like, well, if he doesn't accept Jesus right now, then who knows what's going to happen. I better make him accept Jesus right now or else he's going to be lost forever. So as we were driving down to the, the Greyhound station in downtown Dallas, I was just asking him questions. And finally, it was like I heard from God saying, let it rest. You have sown the seed that you needed to sow right now. It's my turn to let it grow. It's my turn to let it take root in his life. And then someone else will harvest the seed that has been planted. I've heard from him one other time. He, he came back into the area and uh, helped him out here or there and then, again, sent him off on his way. But I haven't heard from him since. But, you know, that's okay. Because I know that God is watching over Pablo. I know that God knows what he needs, and, and God will guide him and direct him where he can get the help that he needs. And all I was able to do was to help him by sowing seeds and allowing him to feel the love of God in his life and allowing him to feel the presence of God in a way that he seeks more and he desires to understand the love that Jesus has for him. See, here's the good news. We will never, ever run out of seeds. 
No, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what we do, God will always continue to provide the seed for us to go out and sow into the world around us. When we take the opportunity to, to sow that seed, we are being faithful to the call that God has given to each and every one of us. As a reminder from Isaiah 48, that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. When we understand that the word that we sow, the, the seeds that we sow are God's word, and that word takes root, then, then amazing things can happen in the lives of those around us. We just have to stand back and realize that sometimes we won't get the opportunity to see that seed root up. We won't have the opportunity to see the fruit that is born at those times. But see, God doesn't really want us to worry about the fruit that is out there. God desires us to see the seed and to sow it in the world around us. So today, as your spiritual practice, uh, we bought some wildflower seeds, and we put them in little packets like this. And so what I want you to do as we come up for communion, I invite you to take a packet. Each person in here, take a packet. And then I want you to pray over this seed. And the prayer that I want you to pray isn't for the seed to partake, but I want you to say, God, I want this seed to be used as me taking your word and sowing it into the world around us. And as you take the opportunity to, to, to cast the seed, wherever you cast it, know that that is the call that you have in your life is to sow the seed around us. And who knows, maybe one day uh, you'll see the seed take root and you'll see hummingbirds and birds take uh, root in it and, and, and partake of what you have planted or, or you may not see anything. But know that as you take the opportunity to sow the word of God in the world around us, it will take root. It will have the opportunity to make a difference in someone's life because God has made a difference in your life. And that's why we come to this table too. We come to this table because it is a, a form of sowing. That God sowed love in a way that we receive grace through Jesus Christ. We receive his death and resurrection and his ascension in a way that reminds us that we have life and life abundantly. So as you come forward for a communion this morning, as you accept the bread, as you dip the bread into the cup and then you receive the seeds, know that that is an opportunity that God is planting inside of your heart so that you can go out in the world and sow much love for those to experience Christ in their lives. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for the gift of sowing. We thank you for just the uh, paradox of sowing. 
because you know we 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 are wanting to see the results of what we do. But Lord, that's not what you call us to do. You don't call us to to hang around the good soil to see stuff come up. You call us to continue to sow. You call us to continue to share your love in the world around us in a way that people can experience Christ in and through us. As we move forward as a church, as we move forward as disciples of Jesus Christ, implant that love in us so that when we take the opportunity to sow, we know that somebody else will water it, but you will provide for the increase so that your love is spread throughout our church, throughout our community, and throughout our world. So we lift this prayer up to you. In the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.